0: This is Megan, and welcome to Genealogy Explorer, where we dive into the family history of listeners just like you. Today, we don't have a guest, but this will be my first solo podcast episode. This episode, I'm going to be going over um, how to start your own family tree. A lot of people have requested an episode like this, people who want to go into genealogy or want to start, but they don't know how. Um, I'm completely self-taught. When I started doing this originally, um, it was completely just... I'm doing this, let's get started, put in everything I know, and just go from there. And I've learned tips and tricks along the way. I mainly use Ancestry. I sometimes use my Heritage, but mainly Ancestry is what I'm um, at right now. Um, I do have a subscription, so keep that in mind. I have the all-access subscription, but you don't really need that. You don't need the highest subscription uh, for Ancestry. You can just, you know, have the regular subscription if you need it. But um, that's what I'm going to be going over today. I'll be going over how to start, how to uh, find the right info you're looking for, and things like that, Uh, making sure that you're cross-referencing correctly and you're looking in the right places. Um, So yeah, I would love to get started here. I would also like to point out that not all countries' records are online. So I've run into this problem a lot, um, especially for places in like Eastern Europe and things like that. For some reason, they haven't digitally archived their records, so sometimes, you know, things are just not online, and that is not great, Um, but if you're a local to that area, you can go to churches and local governments, uh, local government offices. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, local government offices and see if they have anything available because some of the stuff is just not online and there's nothing really you can do about it. You can search and see what there is available, but sometimes there's not a lot depending on what country you're in. Uh, I do a majority of my work through, uh, uh, the United States, England, um, sometimes I go into Ireland and things like that. Countries like that are usually, you know, they have uh, documents. I've also done some research uh, in Mexico. Uh, not actually in Mexico, but like with Mexican documents and they're in Spanish and I need to get them translated and do what I can there. So there are documents for other countries, not just the United States. There are more out there. Like I've seen Italian documents and French documents. There are just some countries that just have not uploaded barely anything. So keep that in mind when you get started because, you know, you don't want to jump all in and then there's nothing if you can't access it. That's, you know, the worst feeling in the world. But yeah. um, So the first thing you want to do is get your why. Uh, Sounds weird, but figure out why you're doing this. And I know that sounds trivial and like, why does it matter why I'm doing it? But like, it sets your, you know, expectations where they need to be. Um, Are you doing this to figure out like what your DNA percentage is, part French, part Italian, part whatever. Are you doing it to feel more connected with your family? Are you doing it to find out cool things like stories and things like that? Are you doing it to feel, um, I don't know, connected to a certain heritage or a certain culture or something like that? Just figure out why you're doing it. Um, How I started back in 2019 in the summer, um, I visited England, uh, which is where I'm from and where my whole family is from. I visited England and I was greeted with a giant welcoming party and they had a giant family reunion. And I realized at that family reunion that I didn't know like how I was related to anyone. I was like, well, I think that's my grandmother's brother. I think that's his son. I think I don't see. I was very confused. And so when I was done at the family reunion and went home well not went home but went I guess to my dad's house I went back and I realized I didn't know how I was related to everyone so that was kind of what sparked it um and I just got into it I started making a family tree on on ancestry excuse me I started making a family tree and just to see what I could put in and I put in all the information I knew and then just a domino effect from fell from there and I found out all this crazy stuff. I got reconnected with all you know, all sorts of people in the family, like all my grandmother's cousins. I connected with them so they can give me information. And I reconnected with my great-grandmother's sister, so my great-great-auntie. Uh, I didn't even know she was still alive, which was crazy. Um, I reconnected with her. She knew me uh, when I was a baby, so I didn't know Uh, anything much about her. She lived, she lives a couple hours from where we were. So she wasn't at the reunion, obviously, but um, that whole side of the family, they all connected with me and they helped me with pictures and how everyone was related. And they helped me uh, with documents and things like that. Like they had birth records and death records and marriage licenses. And that was super helpful outlining everything. So that leads me into, I guess, the real first step, which is gather already known information. Uh, That could be things like names, birthdays, uh, birthplaces, death days, death places, causes of death. Um, That would be helpful to link uh, to death certificates to make sure that lines up. Um, Relationships to people. So parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, how everyone is related. Um, The more information you have to start, uh, the better you'll be it will help you uh, cross-check uh, new information more accurately. So things that will pop up later down the road, you can cross-reference it with stuff you already know to make sure that that document is actually what you're looking for. Uh, because otherwise, you, know, you don't wanna be putting in wrong information because that's a mess. Um, you wanna write down everything that you know. You wanna ask older relatives for more information that might be missing. So you wanna start off How I would do it is I would write down, you know, obviously you and then your parents' names, birthdays and death days if they apply, Uh, your grandparents' names, birthdays, death days uh, if they apply, great grandparents. You can probably go up to great grandparents most of the time and then after that you probably need to start asking people maybe. Um, That's how far I got. I think I knew my grandparents' names and birthdays, some of them, and then i Knew like a couple of my great grandparents' names. And then after that, I had to ask people. So yeah, you want to write down everything you know, and then reach out if you can to other people. So your grandmother, your grandfather, your parents, uh, any older siblings, older aunts or uncles who might be into genealogy. Cause you know, there's always one person in the family that's super into it. And I'm that one person, I guess. Um, because everyone just kind of had random information in my family. There was not like one single person who had done a ton of genealogy research. It was just, everyone had a bunch of little information that I compiled into one uh family tree database which was really helpful but yeah there is always someone in the family at least to uh, ask um but if you don't have anyone to contact which happens some people are adopted or they don't have um family that they talk to, uh, just put in everything, you know, anyways, uh, and then see what happens. Because when you put in that information, especially, like I said, I'm uh, referencing ancestry here. When you put in that information, it automatically reads it, like uses kind of like an algorithm AI kind of deal. And it reads it and it goes, Hmm, that sounds familiar. It sounds like this person on this person's family tree, or it sounds like this person who's you know, related to um, this document, this person in this document might be the person you're referring to. So that happens, but we'll go over that in the next step. So um, after you've got all your information together and you've asked everyone who you can ask about questions you might have or information you might be missing. You want to organize that information and input it into the website. Um, So the documents you're looking for would be birth records, death records, pictures to add into the uh, profiles on Ancestry when you upload it. You want to upload pictures as well if you want. That makes it helpful personally because it helps me find people easier Um, whenever you're looking at the family tree. You're not just looking at names. You can see pictures as well. That's helpful. You also want to look up obituaries because those are super helpful. Obituaries have so much uh, information. You know, you might not know your great-grandmother, but her obituary might be online. You can look it up and then that might list her parents and her husband or her brothers, her sisters, uh, you know, people like that. Um, and it could list a bunch of other things. Obituaries are super, super helpful. If they're online, You know, they could be a great asset to adding onto the information you already know. So after you have all that information, put it into the website, put all the information in you can, and then let the hints pop up. So that's step two is gonna be exploring your hints. So you're gonna be introduced to potentially newly discovered documents related to your family members. Uh, This is going to open up doors to new information, like how people are related to your relatives. This could open up, you know, lists of siblings for your grandparents, your great grandparents. Siblings are super helpful in the long run. I'll tell you in a few steps from now about why that's uh, important. But parents, siblings, new relationships like that could pop up. Addresses is super important. Um occupations as well that will help you cross-reference other documents uh, and don't add hints like a hint will pop up but don't accept them until you are sure it's accurate for that person otherwise you will be sent down a rabbit hole of wrong information so this actually happened to me uh when i first started i put in uh the wrong name or something or it was like a misspelling of someone's name think it was my great grandfather or something. And I was just really silly and I didn't understand that a hint doesn't mean it's right. A hint is just that it's a hint. It doesn't mean, oh, this is definitely related to your, uh, person that you're looking for. This is definitely, you know, this John Beck is definitely this John Beck or this is like definitely the person you're looking for. Like it could just be a guy with the same name. Uh, But I was silly and I just assumed, oh, well, that's a hint. So that must be right. So I accepted everything. I was accepting things left and right and being like, that's one, that's one. And so all of a sudden I was building my tree very, very, very high on that side, like all the way into the 1700s. And all of it was wrong because I had one, like one document was just not right because I thought his name, I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think I thought his name was one thing, but it ended up being something else. So, so I just randomly put this random guy into my document as my great grandfather, even though this guy was not my great grandfather. He was just some random dude who I thought was right, but it was not. And then, so this whole rabbit hole took me down, um, like all the way up into the 1700s. And then I built all the way down from other relations. So it was just a mess. And it was taking me into France, Canada. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm part French. Oh my gosh, I'm Canadian. Oh my gosh. And none of it was right. And I could even verify it with my DNA results. I am not French at all. Um, so I was just, I was just putting in all this information, just vomiting all this information onto the screen. Um, And none of it was right. I just had no clue. I was not verifying anything. I wasn't cross-checking anything. I was just accepting every little thing that popped up on the screen because I was so excited, but none of it was right. And I had to go back and manually delete all the people i added and i added a ton of people who were not related to me at all i had to go back and delete every single person's profile i had to go and find every single uh branch i made and then went back to square one and it was so disheartening and it took so long and i almost quit i almost just restarted my whole tree because i was like I just added 200 random french people. <laughs> like, what did I what did I just do? Like it was it was a mess. But yes, you definitely want to check that it's right before you add it because you will add a bunch of random french people <laughs> to your tree and then you'll be stuck there for hours deleting everything and starting all over. So you don't want to do that because one mess up can cause a whole domino effect and it's, it's just a big mess. So you don't want to do that. It's, oh, it's heartbreaking. It is literally the worst thing in the world. But, um, that will lead me into, of course, cross check everything. That's step three, cross check everything. You want to use existing documents and information that you already have to verify the information in new documents. This could be things like birthdays, birth years, death days, death years, birthplaces, home addresses on census records and military records. Um, Also, ages of relatives in relationship to that person. Like when you're looking at census records, are the ages consistent? Let's say you're looking at maybe a census record of your grandmother. And on that census record, she's 10 years old and her mother is 30. So in the next record, if they're still living together, uh, maybe she would be 20 and her mother would be 40. Does that line up? Do those ages between everyone line up correctly? That's actually super helpful, and I found it to be like a good indicator that what I'm looking at is correct. I usually verify everyone in the census record just to even double make sure that what I'm looking at is the right person. Because like I said, you don't want to accidentally you know, pick apart a document that doesn't even belong to the person you're looking for. Then you want to look for middle names and initials. That just helps out with identifying information for the person you're looking for. Like initials might be, again, in census records or it could be in military documents, things like that. It's just another identifier to help you solidify that the person you're looking for is this person in the document. Uh, You want to look for matching relationships and you want to keep in mind for step relationships like um, stepdad, stepparent, uh, stepchild. So if like a parent changes uh, from one census record to the next, you want to make sure that it says stepdad or stepmom or stepchild in relation to that person um, because things happen, you know parents die, there are second marriages, things like that. So whenever information changes, make sure that it is specifying that it has in fact changed. It will say step parent, step whatever on things like that. So you want to keep an eye out and keep that in mind. Um, Now for the birth year, I usually give it a flex room of about one year uh, since on census records where it does only list the age of the person and not the year. So they might not have had a birthday yet, whenever that record was taken. So like I said, if it says 1877, and your person was born in 1876, you know, that might be right. It could be just like I said, just give it some flex room. Also, I have found that birthdays are a little um, inaccurate, especially on military records, because a lot of people lied about their age to get into the military. So if you run into something like that, like a a uh, birthday or a birth year is wrong on a military document um you know it's I wouldn't be like oh that's definitely your person even if the date is wrong um but you know if everything else matches like the home address matches and the relationship like the next of kin matches but the birthday is wrong um You know, it's not the end of the world. A lot of people lied about their age to get into the military. Like my grandfather, he lied about his age to get into the military. He registered for the Navy. He was 16 years old, but he said he was 18. Uh, So he, in fact, said he was two years older than he actually was. So it happens. And that kind of stuff you have to keep in mind when you're cross referencing your documents. So step four, it's going to be building up, but also building across. So don't just focus on building up, up, up on your uh, family tree. Also work across. Working across means adding siblings to your relations. That means adding your parents' siblings, your grandparents' siblings, your great-grandparents' siblings, because this is going to open up doors to distant cousins. This is going to help you, uh, you know, connect with people who you might be distant. Related to who might have more pictures, who might have stories, who might have things that you don't have. So, I've, I even without the whole DNA connection thing, even before I did that, I connected with people who found photos that I uploaded of my ancestors and they were like, Hey, is this so and so? And I was like, Yes, this is, you know, my great 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 grandparent or whatever. And they'd be like, Oh, well, that's mine too. We're distant cousins. And I was able to find it because I added siblings. Um, to the tree and it went down to the cousins and that's how we connected. So, you know, that is just a helpful tool to add because it just helps you open up doors to connections with people. Because when you connect with more people, then you connect with more information. It also just gives you a more complete tree Um, I feel like whenever I add my ancestors, it feels weird not to also add their siblings and their cousins and things like that. To me, it makes it feel more complete when you add more people. Like my family tree has close to a 1,000 people. I've seen some people's family tree, excuse me, I've seen some people's family trees have like literally 10,000 people on there, Um, you know, and it just makes it feel, like I said, more complete and more finished. Obviously, your family tree will never be finished because there are just insane amount, like you would have to keep going on and on forever, but it just feels uh, more well-rounded. It'll also let you, um, into my next point. It will also help you connect, uh, with DNA connections. If you choose to do that, it'll help you link with those people and figure out how you're related. Because if you add those siblings, then you're going to add their, you know, grandparents there, whatever. And that'll help you figure out how you're related to those people um because i was not doing that at first and i did the dna test and i was you know suddenly related to all these people but couldn't figure out how so i started adding siblings sisters brothers i had started adding cousins here and there and just filling it out more and then that opened doors to help me figure out how i was related to all of these people um like i said that goes into my next topic uh, which is step five taking a dna test uh, this was one of the last things I did when researching my family history. I hit multiple brick walls, and I just decided to take the Ancestry DNA uh, test as a last-ditch effort to find any information. Um, this really opened up a lot for me. I took the test and it was a little expensive but you can usually get it on sale during the holidays and during like father's day and mother's day and things like that um but i took the test and originally it told me i was 94 percent english um and six percent irish and that was just kind of like oh my gosh that is insane that is so much english uh but then they update it so i don't people I don't know if people know this, but the, uh, your results can update as more people enter the pool. Um, it gives it more of an accurate, um, evaluation of your DNA. So now I'm 77% English and I'm also, um, Welsh and Irish, and I'm pretty sure that's it now, but I'm only 77% English. And on top of that, it also told me traits I likely had, which was wavy hair, dark eyes, dark hair, things like that. Uh, things that they can tell from your DNA. I think it's like an extra $10 to do the traits thing if you're interested to see if it would be accurate. And it was pretty accurate whenever it did mine. Um, it was it had a lot of random things in there, um, like beyond just looks and stuff. Like if you uh, get flushed in the face when you drink alcohol, and if you're... Uh, type of sleeper and like a heavy sleep sleeper or a light sleeper or if you you know can if your pee smells when you eat asparagus and things like that but it's very detailed um when i took the test it did take a few weeks for me to send it out um and then for all the information to go through and not only did it do the traits and the dna percentage it also connected me with uh people that i had common ancestors with it connected me with, example here, it connected me with uh, a cousin on my dad's side. Now my dad doesn't really have any connection with his dad's side. So this is a cousin on his my dad's dad's side. And he has lost connection with all of those people like decades ago. Like he has not had any contact with them. He lost contact years ago. So I connected with a cousin on my dad's dad's side it is like a cousin from my great grandmother's first marriage. I came from her second marriage and this is the family from her first marriage. So I'm still blood related to these people clearly because I connected with them on the DNA test, but, uh, they're coming from her first marriage. Um, and they knew my grandfather, like all of these people I connected with on the DNA test. They all knew my grandfather because my grandfather died before I was born. Um, he died when my dad was like 16, I believe. Um, and he was a great guy. Obviously, everyone everyone loved him. And um, But my dad didn't know that those people were still around or that they even knew him very well. But I connected with them. We were added to a big Facebook group, um, a group chat, and we talked to everyone and they told us stories and they told us how um, they knew my grandfather and how they... Had photos with him and stories, and it was just so refreshing that he's been gone 30 years now, but he has kind of come back to life in these stories and these pictures and all this stuff was insane, all because of a DNA connection, because we got reconnected with this entire side of the family just because I took a DNA test. Uh, Now, I understand people are uh, worried about stuff like this because of privacy reasons and because of like, oh, what can the DNA company do with your, with your DNA. And, you know, that just comes down to personal preference. If you don't feel comfortable with doing it, you know, you don't have to do it. Um, I did it. I felt comfortable enough just to go through with it because I thought there was more to gain than there was to lose. And we gained a lot, like with this connection with this family, we were able to track down his sister, my dad's half sister, um, through his dad's, first marriage now a lot there's a lot of first and second marriages in my family but um he was able to reconnect with her um because we talked to them and they helped us you know find her and uh because they had never met they knew they always knew about each other but they never met you know i'll go over that in another episode Uh, because I'm going to actually going to have him on and we're going to talk about the process of finding his sister. And it's a crazy, crazy story. It took us over a year just to find her and contact her. And now we're all in contact with her. Um, so it's a great, great thing, but you know, I thought there was a lot to gain from uh, taking a simple DNA test. And like I said, if you are not comfortable with it, if you don't want to have your DNA into the system like that, um, you don't have to, it's just an additional thing that some people do to get more information, uh, during their genealogy research. So there was that. And then also I connected with other DNA connections, uh, lots and lots of DNA connections of people who I couldn't figure out how I was related to. This is going to be like distant, distant cousins and things like that. Those people usually don't respond to your messages if they're too far related to you because that is another thing. You can message people who you connect with over DNA uh you can message them and you can try to figure out how you're related I was able to also connect with yeah I had personal connections as well so um obviously my dad's dad side of the family I also connected with my grandfather's uh dad's like niece uh he didn't really know his dad like this is my on my mother's side so my mother's dad's um father he didn't know him very well and i connected with that side of the family uh through dna and i was able to get pictures and things like that from that side of the family um i was also connected with various cousins with multiple pictures and stories and like they knew Certain ancestors I had and other cousins, and I also connected with people that I knew, so I took my DNA and I inputted it into the my heritage DNA. You can do that for free if you use ancestry DNA, you can take that raw DNA file and put it into my heritage and then you can survey uh your own DNA against that different pool of people, like my grandmother is in the My heritage DNA database. And so when I put mine in there for free, obviously, when I put mine in there, it connected me obviously with my uh, grandmother. And it said she was either my grandmother or my half-sister because that's 25% of your DNA either way. So it'll give you, it'll give you uh, proposed relationships. Like this could be your third cousin. This could be your second cousin once removed. This could be whatever, whatever, um, is around the same percentage. Like, my grandmother and I share 25% of our DNA, I believe. And then me and my half sister share also 25% of our DNA because she's my half sister. So it told me that she was either my grandmother or my half sister. And obviously she's my grandmother. So I knew it was, you know, right and accurate. And it also connected me with my, great aunt's, uh, grandchild. So someone else I already knew. Um, and I messaged my great, great aunt and I was like, Hey, I think I just connected with your, your grandkid. And she was like, Oh yeah, she did the the DNA thing too. So it is accurate. I have, you know, big proof that it's accurate. Otherwise, you know, I would have been suspicious if I did the, my heritage DNA thing and it didn't connect me with my grandmother, but it was definitely accurate there. So, um, like I said, it just helped me. Put things in perspective it helped me connect with so many people that opened so many doors and it helped us get through brick walls Uh, I still have a lot of brick walls on my tree. I'm still stumped on where my great, great, great grandfather is from. It's like he just appeared on the planet, you know, and um, I'm still looking for my great grandmother's father's military photo. I know that's floating out there somewhere. Uh, So I'm not perfect. I've got tons and tons of mysteries. I'm still trying to solve myself. So yeah, that's that's the last step. But, you know, and you just got to take those mysteries and just, you know, keep trying, keep asking around, uh, keep, keep pushing it, you know, because you'll keep going. You'll do this forever. I've been doing this for two years now and I'm still at brick walls. So you just gotta, you know, take that with stride and go, you know, I'll do my best. I'll find what I can. And if I can't find it, you know, it's, you know, it sucks, but it's not, it's not the end, but don't give up. I've not given up for a lot of the brick walls that I've ran into. Um, so yeah, that's the last step. Uh, which would be the DNA test, and then obviously just keep going. Um, I guess step I guess step six would be just keep going uh, after you take the DNA test. Um, just keep putting in more information that you find you know, you can learn new things every day. They're always inputting new information and new documents online. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but they're constantly adding thousands and thousands of digitally archived documents onto the site. So, you know, new things could pop up. That happened to me the other day. Um, A random document for like my great-grandmother popped up that I had never seen before and they just had uploaded it. So I added it to the tree. So you always want to keep an eye out Uh, for things like that so that is how to start your own family tree if obviously if you need help just feel free to message me I'm always open to helping people out but you know I would maybe consider getting a subscription it's the easiest way that I have found um to do my own research is you know not having the paywall block and I if you can't afford it I totally understand just you know message me and ask me for help and I can see if I can find documents for you but um and that's also at genealogy explorer on instagram and tiktok if you need to find me but this is not sponsored by ancestry i just that's what i use that is the um the website i use but yeah that is uh those are my steps and like i said if you need help feel free to message me i get hundreds of messages so i will try to get to as many people as i can it is um it's a lot, but I'm always open to help. But I hope, I hope, hope, hope this has helped other people and helped you guys, uh, with starting your family tree. So that way, you, you know, you don't have to have me to help you get started. But if you run into brick walls, you know, I can be, I can be there to see if I can find anything because there are also other sites you can go to as well. Like I go to, um, a newspaper archive site, newspaper.com. And then, um, chroniclingamerica.gov or um, things like that where it's like a uh, archives of newspapers. I found some obituaries through there and that's been super helpful as well. So, you know, find other resources uh, on top of the Ancestry, MyHeritage, outside of the genealogy websites. You know, go to your local libraries. If you're local to that area, obviously, see if they have genealogy records. Uh, Go to, you know, the churches, parishes, things like that, to see if they have any information. Um, You know, ask your friends, your family, if they know any information about the area, about places you can go to, to find things like that. Uh, graveyards and cemeteries, you know, they could have records as well. I know I'm going off tangent here, but you know, just some extra things to throw in there. But uh, I appreciate everyone listening to my first uh, solo episode. Like I said, if you need help, feel free to give me a message. And if you have any questions, if you have any podcast related um, comments, or if you have a story to share, you can go ahead and send me an email at genealogy explorer podcast at gmail.com. That's genealogy explorer podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at TikTok and Instagram at genealogy explorer. I'm also on Facebook if you Google genealogy explorer. Um, So yeah, go ahead and feel free to send me a message and email anything like that if you have any other questions. And I appreciate you listening.